This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with non-toxic medical-grade ingredients. Active Skin Repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, diaper rashes, and other types of skin damage. I discovered Active Skin Repair and their baby spray from my community when our daughter was a newborn and had constant diaper rashes, and it really helped and continues to help. Containing hypochlorous acid, which is an effective option for helping with yeast diaper rashes, we just spray or dab active skin repair onto the skin with a clean cloth or cotton ball let's sit for 15 seconds and then apply our balm or ointment of choice with over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews you now have one simple solution for all of your family's skin health needs visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and to get 20% off your order using code PEDSDOC that's p-e-d-s-d-o-c and I think we all can agree that we're all just trying to do our best with the resources we have, which means the time that we have, whether we are working outside the home, inside the home, stay at home mom, whatever it is, we're all trying to just do our best to provide our children with the engagement and resources while also simultaneously managing our needs, our mental health and everything that we have to get done. And that is the balancing act I think we can all agree of motherhood that how do I balance this all without losing myself in the process? And I'm sure you can agree with that. Hello and welcome back to the show. I am Dr. Mona and the Pete's Doc Talk podcast continues to grow because of you and your reviews. So thank you for tuning in and being here today. On this episode of Monday Mornings with Dr. Mona, I am talking with Shraddha, who is a mom of a three-year-old, and she struggles with feelings of guilt spending time on herself as a mom. She works outside the home, and she struggles with finding time for herself, finding time for her child, and feeling guilty when she wants to spend time on her own interests and on herself. So tune in to the conversation. Hey, Shraddha, thank you so much. For joining me on today's show. Tell me, what's on your mind today as a mom? Hi, actually, uh, I'm a lawyer and I'm working full-time. I have a three-year-old son and my work hours are crazy. Like I work for almost 10 hours a day. Mm-hmm. So even when I get some free time for myself, I feel guilty that I'm doing it on me and not spending time with my son, which I should as mm. per the standard norms. Oh, so yes. that's a little bit which worries me a lot. Oh, yeah. So you're feeling the the very common feeling that a lot of us, I think, can relate to that when you want to spend time with your son, that sometimes you want to actually have that time to yourself. And then when you actually do spend time on yourself, you feel guilty for not spending it with your son. Correct. Correct. Oh, yes. I feel that. And by the way, I'm just so grateful to connect with you on this uh, conversation today, especially because I know you are international. So we're recording this, you know, eight what, almost 10 hours apart. So it's morning where I am at in Florida and it's, uh, you know, you're in India. So thank you. I love that this show has reached so many people internationally. And the other comment I have is that I love getting to have people who are abroad on the show and on my platform, because I like to remind everyone listening how, even if we're in different parts of the world, we all have very similar situations and similar feelings in regards to motherhood, in regards to guilt. So I love having this connection with you. So thank you for joining me. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And what has been, I guess, the hardest aspect of this issue? Like, do you feel like it's 
self-place guilt? Do you get external commentary? Like, hey, Shoda, why are you not spending time with your son? Or where do you think it's coming from, this sort of feeling that you feel that you're not spending enough time with your child or that you feel guilty spending time on yourself? Uh, so basically, uh, obviously, since I'm working full time, I have a nanny at home mm-hmm. and uh, she's there throughout the day with us. And the minute we are home, she leaves like my husband's right. also working. But luckily, he has uh, a few days work from home. So he's still at home to twice a week. And uh, so, you know, whenever I come home, it's like uh, my son doesn't want to let the nanny go. You know, right, so that right. that probably you know triggers a little bit more saying that okay I'm here now you know you can just let her go you know sometimes like I'm glad that she's uh, bonded with him so well right but uh, you know that part comes in that okay fine I think I'm not spending enough time so like you know on weekends or something I try and do things with him but you know there are certain times when you know you want to just go with your girlfriends or you know just be by yourself read a book probably just go have a coffee you know those points then I feel that okay these days also I'm not spending with him when I could and then I think that you know how is he so attached to the nanny so I think it's more of an internal thing than an external factor well I'm happy I'm actually happy to hear that because that's much more in a way easy to handle because that's us changing how we approach the situation and our mindset towards the situation versus the very real reality when there's some external noise whether it's a partner or your you know mother-in-law father-in-law or your own parents saying hey You need to do this and that, right? Like the judgment that comes when you're just trying to do your best. And I think we all can agree that we're all just trying to do our best with the resources we have, which means the time that we have, whether we are working outside the home, inside the home, stay at home mom, whatever it is, we're all trying to just do our best to provide our children with the engagement and resources while also simultaneously managing our needs, our mental health and everything that we have to get done. And that is the balancing act, I think we can all agree, of motherhood. That how do I balance this all without losing myself in the process? And I'm sure you can agree with that. Correct, correct. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest things I want to remind you about what you mentioned about the nanny, especially I find that if you are working outside the home and you have that guilt of, you know, I'm not spending enough time with my child and then I come home and they they cry because the nanny's leaving. And what about me? Like, I'm here, like, I'm going to be with you. Like, you know, it's it can be some sort of like, oh man, like they love them so much, but is it because I'm not spending enough time? I like to reframe that a little bit. And, you know, for all of my listeners on the show and especially you, that I went through that too. You know, when Ryan was an infant, I worked outside the home. It was a pandemic and I was working full time at that point. I've now cut down my schedule and I had a nanny and my son was like four or five months at that time. You know, we only get a few months maternity leave here. And I saw how much he loved her, meaning he would, you know, when he became like seven, eight months, nine months, he would also like want to crawl to her and be with her. And instead of looking at it as wow, he loves her more than me, or I'm not connecting with him as much in my head. And it's a reality. I said, Hey, we are so grateful that we have this other adult in our son's life that he also trusts and love and is helping me 
so that I can pursue my dreams of being a pediatrician or whatever I want to do. And then I reframe it like that so that I don't hold that guilt of I'm not spending enough time, I'm not doing enough, but rather focusing on what is happening, right? That my son is making connections. He's getting comfortable with someone that's not me. He obviously loves me and he'll spend time with me. But that's the first aspect I want to talk about based on that comment you mentioned is really celebrating the fact that, oh gosh, I'm so glad that I have a nanny. And it's great that he feels bonded to her. And then now when she leaves, we're going to obviously now discuss like the, the very real reality of having to go from work or something else that you're doing to now taking care of your child when you just want a break. Um, totally reasonable. Okay. But I think the first step in really reframing our approach is how we look at the people in our children's life. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors No Prep No Mess meals. Chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from each week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust. I absolutely love the spicy jalapeno, lime cheddar chicken, and mushroom chicken thighs with wild rice. Keep kitchen time to a minimum with Factor Meals because they're ready in two minutes, no shopping, prepping, cooking, or cleanup. I work from home and love the convenience and how delicious Factor Meals are. Head to factormeals.com slash peedsdoctalk50 and use code peedsdoctalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code peedsdoctalk50 at factormeals.com slash peedsdoctalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. As a pediatrician, mom, and podcaster, I want to share with you a podcast I recently discovered. It's called Understood Explains, and this season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Ortube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. The latest season of Understood Explains covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP, and it busts common myths about special education. I listened to an episode called The Difference Between IEPs and 504 plans, and I learned so much that I honestly didn't know before. I now feel I can better explain these to my patients and their families and better support them in their neurodiversity journey. Navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences can be confusing, and this podcast helps to validate these struggles and provide actionable tips that are useful for parents, teachers, and clinicians. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood explains. Whenever I feel guilty that I'm not spending enough time with my son, I always remember, okay, although I may not be spending time with him because I am working or because I am at the gym or because I am, like you said, going out with your girlfriends, because that may happen. Who is my child with when they're not with me? They are with someone that is trusted by me, who I also hopefully love and uh, you know like to have in my home, and who they also can learn to connect with. So I look at it as a blessing of having those people in our life because those are the people that are also going to help us get our free time, right? Like get the time we need so that we can fill our cup so that we can in turn be with our children fully. And that's like a huge thing, right? Like one thing I always like to remind mothers when they come in my office and feel that guilt is we have to fill our needs. And as a parent, and especially as a mother, that doesn't mean that you're going to get to do everything that you did pre-baby or pre-child. I mean, that's a reality. 
but it is saying, you know what, this is really important to me. Going out with my girlfriends once a week is something that I really want to prioritize for my well-being because when I prioritize my well-being, then I'm going to be more present, more engaged rather than getting into that humdrum cycle of, okay, now I have to play with my child and I don't get an outlet and I don't have someone to chat that is my peer and I can't you know, work out or I can't do the things that make me whole so that I can come back to my child and give them hundred percent of my time, you know, and that's a huge thing that really you have to reframe. And when you look at this whole situation. Right. Right. Probably. But then how much is like, you know, enough time? How do you figure that out then? You know, that's like something, you know, okay, fine. I do the bedtime. I do the bath time. So, you know, dressing for school, all that I do. But then Mm -hmm. how much is enough? Like, obviously for him, he wants complete me. He sometimes says, why do you want to go to work? Dad is going, he'll go, you stay at home. So, you know, how, how do you, yes. how do you get over that? How do you figure out yes, yes, this much I've done? I think this is what I can do, you know, right. how to draw that line, you know, where do we draw it out? You know, that is a great question. And, you know, I, at this point of, of this conversation, I work 40 to 50 hours a week and a lot of it is at home, right? So yes, I'm physically in the house, but our son goes to school. He goes to preschool and mm-hmm. he actually, we have created a understanding in our home and a very matter of fact situation of hey, mommy is working. And when mommy is done working, we are going to play, right? We are going to play and it's your time with mommy. And when you talk about how much time is enough, it really comes down to quality of time versus quantity of time. Of course, I would love to give our children every waking hour that we can. But if you are giving your child every waking hour that you have, but it's only 10% of what you are, that's not quality time, right? Like just say you are so tired and burnt out and you're just kind of half distant. You're, they want to play with you and you're just looking out the window or thinking about everything else. That's not quality. So what I what I really like to do, so when I work, I actually schedule in to my day um, and it's not always possible, but as much as I can, I schedule in some debrief time. So meaning some time for myself to switch gears, right? So I go from, mom mode or to to doctor mode or work mode or vice versa. And so just say I have something scheduled till four and I'm done at like 4.30 for 10, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, like nothing more than 20 minutes, maybe even shorter. I just either listen to music. I decompress. I just take a moment for myself, not doing work, not being with Mm -hmm. my son and just really just doing something for myself in mental peace so I can switch the gears to go and now be on mom mode so that I'm giving more quality time than I am just distant, distracted time. And what's really valuable in that is that, I mean, there's some days where I only spend 5 p.m. till bedtime with Ryan, meaning, you know, I go downstairs or I go downstairs or he's home and I play with him. I make dinner. He helps me. um, And then we do the bedtime, bath time. So that's two and a half hours of all his wake time. When you look at the grand scheme, that may seem to a person looking outside in that, well, the two and a half hours when he's awake for what, 10 hours, that's not a long time or nine hours, whatever, with a nap and all that. But it actually is when it's quality, right? Like this is my time with him or with my husband there too, where we're laughing, we're, we're playing board games at this age as a three-year-old at the time of this recording. There is focus that Ryan, this is me and mommy time. This is like family time. And you can feel the cup being filled with him, right? He, he realizes that, wow, okay, mommy was working, but she's done. And now it's our time together. So it really is about delineating 
and saying, okay, I have my work mode and I'm going to do it. And then I'm going to also now be in mom mode and making sure that when you move through the modes that you take, it could be just say you're driving home from work and it takes like five, 10 minutes to drive home. If you work close, it, it could mean just turning down the music, you know, talking to yourself, almost like doing like a meditative driving, make sure your eyes on the road, just really taking time for yourself, being nice to yourself and showing some self-compassion for yourself before you switch roles. Like I'm a great mom. I had, a, you know, the day was really hard, but I'm doing the best that I can. I'm going to go home to my child and we are going to be the best that we can be together. Like you really want to talk to yourself in a positive way, because when your son says, mommy, why? I want mommy to come down. And that's been my reality too, where sometimes I'm like, I write a lot for my job and I'll be writing and then I'm upstairs working and I could hear him with my husband or the nanny. I want mommy come downstairs. I want mommy downstairs. And it's so important that the person that's with your child, if he does say those things is also very matter of fact and very positive about this too. Oh, you love mommy, don't you? You know, mommy's finishing writing for her work or mommy's finishing work right now. But when she comes downstairs, she's going to play with you, right? And that that sets that expectation for the child that, okay, I miss my mommy. People recognize that I miss my mom. But when she comes home, we will spend time together, whether that is two hours, whether that's bedtime, whatever it is for your family, because that's going to look different. But the importance is resetting in between because that you don't want to go from stress to stress because that's what we always do as parents like stressful day at work you come home to a tantruming child you yell you scream we really want to reset our mind so that we come home and don't bring the baggage from work or vice versa that we don't bring the baggage from home to our jobs right that is so key if we work so that is that is so important to have that reset and then to also make sure that the people in your son's life are talking about this in a positive way looking at work as a positive in your situation versus a oh, the work is the reason my mommy can't spend time with me. No, mommy loves her job or whatever it is. You know, mommy does this and she's gonna, she loves you too. We're gonna spend time together. And that is so much of parenting. How we reframe and how we discuss the reality of our situation is how the child will look at it. And even now, Ryan will now, it it took a while for him to get there because he, of course he misses me, but then he's like, oh, mommy working. And so then when I come down, he's like, oh, mommy finished work. And I'm like, yes, sweetie, I finished work. Let's, what do you want to play now? What do you want to do with mommy? He's like, I just want to sit and read with you or something, whatever he wants to do. And he understands that as adults, we have other responsibilities, right? Um, there's a reality that we're going to have to work to pay the bills and pursue our passions. But they also understand that when that's done, then we can spend time. And that's when it comes down to that quality that I mentioned. Yes, yes. Now, th- these days I've started feeling that, like how you mentioned that Ryan is able to differentiate now. So the same thing today I took him off because I have some things to do. Mm-hmm. So uh, he just came up to me right now and he was like, mommy, how come you do not go to the office today? Mm, nice. He's like, it's okay. I took him off today. Oh, you took it for me? I said, yes, yes. I took it for you. Oh, it's my birthday. Aww. That's why you took it off. I was like, yeah, Aww. it's your birthday. That's why I took it off. So, you know, now he's understanding that yeah. since, obviously since he's growing and everything, it's, it does make a difference. But uh, yeah, what you said is also right. It, the quality of time is more important than the quantity of time. Like even I get barely two or three hours in the day with him. Right. But those two, three hours, if you are completely with them, then they do understand that, yes, this person does love us. It's it's not going to be any way other than that. Because is, uh, yeah, like I think I, I mentioned to you also once that um, even though I work 
so much as i do mm-hmm. he listens to me more than he listens to his father mm-hmm. who is at home like i don't want to make him feel bad or anything yeah, yeah, about it but uh, i don't know the parent preference thing that i don't know how he has it in his head mm-hmm. he's just a 3 year old but he has it he prefers me sometimes that also takes a toll on you like you know like yeah. when you have a bad day when you have a stressful day but you know you are the person that he goes to and he wants to listen to only me so you know that that thing also comes up like my husband says to me at lot of times that i spend more time with him how is it like that he's listening to yes. you more you know that's that, so, that thing i don't know how to deal with that it's so interesting and you're right i mean there's no like oh well the person who spends more time or less time is going to be the one to have the most connection and it really is also just the child's preference that can change, right? There's going to be maybe in another year, your son will want to go to your husband more or your nanny more or something different, right? It's such a flip-flop with them. And I have also gone through that, which, you know, my son went through parental preference for me too. And I said the same thing. I'm like, that was when I was... um I was working more also, like I wasn't as available and you would want to be around me more. And that could also be what you're seeing, right? Like it makes sense. Like if he doesn't see you as much when you're finally at home, he wants to connect with you. You're now the preferred parent because he wants more of your connection and attention. And that's not stressful. Like I don't want to say that to make you feel like, oh my God, I have to give him more. No, you're going to give him what you're able to give. But that makes sense that he sees dad. He's like, okay, dad's here or whatever. And maybe there's some connection that he's getting from you or wants from you. You have to look at both of those things. So just say you are you are giving quality time. You're giving the quality time and you know you have a lot of fun together. Look at it as well, my son loves that quality time. Like I'm a fun mom and who wouldn't want to spend time with me? On the flip side, if you're like, <laughs> if you're not spending time, quality, I'm talking about like those little moments of laughter and, and playfulness and, you know, love and compassion, then you're asking yourself, do I need to change the way I approach this, right? It's it's really figuring out what is your reality there, but none of it should come from a place of I'm not doing enough. None of it should be that I don't have this time and I'm feeling now pressure to do more. It's really, like I said, about switching the reframe and switching how we approach this as how can I reset myself and give quality and also simultaneously still have and meet the needs I have in my life, right? It it is possible. It's not, and I mentioned this before, we have to set the expectation that our lives are different after becoming a parent. Like you cannot just go to wherever you want, whenever you want, that's a reality. But I don't believe it's on the other extreme that you just have lost every chance of doing anything for yourself, right? There is a huge balance that's possible. And that could be like, I love actually the days when I work outside the home, which is only one day a week because it, you know, when I drive to work or come back, If I have a nanny or if I have my husband at home, sometimes I'll just stop and sit in the car for a little bit and just, like I said, listen to music or do a little meditation track and just really get to that moment to myself before I get home. And it's nice. And going back to the first thing that we talked about in this conversation, instead of saying, oh man, I should rush home to get to my son and I'm a terrible mother that I didn't get there in time. And, you know, this is 10 less minutes with him. I tell myself, I am lucky that I have someone to watch my child, husband, nanny, whatever. And I'm going to take these 10 minutes for myself so that when I get home, I have filled my cup enough where I don't feel overwhelmed, where I love myself and where I feel good, where I can handle all the things that being a parent entails, right? The tantrums, the mommy, I miss you, mommy, 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 like all of that. And when I started to reframe that and when he when he goes through those, mommy, I miss you, mommy, I love you, rather than getting frustrated and gosh, like stop, you know, stop. I say, 
wow, I really love you too. If I was in your shoes, I understand why you, you love me so much. Like I think of it, how much value they put on you, right? Like he loves you. And that's such a beautiful thing. Like, I think it's so special that he loves you. I know it's stressful. I know the parental preference, which I could do in a whole different conversation can be really hard, but I also want to remind you that, oh man, like that's a great feeling. And the flip side, when they don't want you, we're also sad, right? Like there's really always going to be a moment where you're like, oh man, why do they want dad? Or why do they want nanny? Oh, and why do they only want me? But really just taking it as we are doing our best. I have other adults in this house that are going to help me when I need it. And my child will decide and change. And there's nothing that I will take personally from this. It is nothing I'm doing wrong. I always want to prioritize quality and myself whenever I can, but really understanding this new role that we're in as parents and balancing all of that. True, true. Yeah, that makes sense. Becoming a new mom does not come with a manual, but I'm trying to get as close to it as possible. Are you expecting a baby or know somebody who is? Make sure to grab my first year course, The New Mom Survival Guide. The on-demand course contains modules covering parenting in the first year, newborn feeding like breast and formula feeding, newborn sleep and infant sleep, introduction of solids, safety, baby care how-tos, developmental milestones, teething, and so much more. With videos and printables, you will feel supported through the first year. The course also has a roadmap that takes you through what to expect visit by visit so you can feel more confident and calm in the choices that you make and the stages that you'll go through during your baby's first year. By purchasing, you also get access to our Facebook community to troubleshoot issues or concerns. It also makes a great gift that can support a new mom through her motherhood journey. Check out the New Mom Survival Guide by visiting pedsdoctalk.com and searching our popular courses. You made it halfway through an episode, so you must be loving the show. If you love the show, make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel where I share answers to all of the common topics submitted to me regarding child health, development, and debunking all that misinformation you hear online. My goal is for PDT to be a one-stop shop for your searching needs. Bye-bye late night Googling. So make sure to go to YouTube and search Peds Doc Talk TV. Hit that subscribe button and binge watch all the amazing episodes and episodes to come. Have suggestions for future videos? Make sure to chat in the community section on my YouTube channel. I hope there's some things that you took from this conversation that are helpful. And one of the biggest things, like I mentioned, is really having that compassion for ourselves. You know, I, also important is what I felt like, you know, like what you said that, you know, you, you have someone you can rely on. Yes. You are, you know, like, like literally in literal sense, piece of your heart kind of, you know, so that I have is like a blessing for me right now. But uh, yeah, I think now it will be better for me. Like when I go mm-hmm. out, I, I know that I'm going out so that I recharge myself and come back home. Yeah. So it's like that now. Oh, yes. And the whole situation here with guilt is especially when it's internally driven versus someone telling you all the time, like I mentioned earlier, like if it was your partner telling you, Shreda, why this, why this? It's so much harder to change that situation than it's internal. Mm -hmm. So now it is on our control. And that's why I love this conversation, because it's all on us to say, like you just said, I am looking at the situation as a good thing. I am looking at reframing this entire outlook that this is not failure. This is not, I'm not doing enough. This is me doing what I need to do to fulfill my career. If that's something you want, if it's, you know, fill my cup, see my friends, read a book, right? Can you read a book when your child's awake and no one else is watching them? 
Sure, when they get older, okay? When they get older, you're going to yeah. have those times. You could also... <laughs> right, you could also now right now, I'm, I mean, I'm a, I'm a mom of a three-year-old too. Like, I totally recognize that I am in a different phase of parenting than, say, a mother of a 10-year-old, right? But every right. phase has its ups and downs, and every phase has a reality of, here's the reality right now, and I'm choosing how I'm going to navigate it. But I know from obviously we know friends who have older children that there is going to be a time where you can read with them while you're reading your book, they're doing something else on their own. And even starting that a little bit now, you know, three-year-olds, four or five, you're going to start to see a little more independence where you can say, I'm going to read a little bit. Do you want to read your book too? And obviously they don't know how to fully read. So they'll just kind of play with it and, you know, maybe look around and just by them seeing you also take care of yourself in these little ways. And, you know, maybe you do a chore while they're awake. Um, I hope you do like, you know, don't, leave all the chores around the house or anything tasky until they go to sleep. Like let them see the, what you do as an adult, right. That you put the dishes away or that they're helping you put the laundry oh, yeah, in. Like yeah. He loves, he loves doing work in the kitchen. He loves, he loves like, he's like, I want to make this. I want to make this. Perfect. I want to stir this. So he, he loves helping out in the kitchen. So I don't, I generally do everything in front of him I so that it. he knows that it's not just uh, fun every day, you know? And also the reason why that's so important as we know is that, I don't want us to save all the busy, tasky work of the home for when it's our downtime. Like, just say he Correct. goes to bed Correct. at like 7.30 or 8. Some oh, yeah. Like, I don't want you to have to be doing like you or your husband having to do dishes and cleaning. Like, all that stuff can happen when the kid's awake, you know, because that's not only good for them to see and be a part of for their development. Absolutely. But for us, I mean, let's talk about taking time for ourselves because then now... You are going to, right. you know, what I really want you to do too, so that we fill your cup is you said you like to read a book, right? I want you to really tell yourself for 2023, I want to really start getting more into reading books and I'm going to put my son to bed and then I'm going to decompress, maybe like, you know, scroll social media or eat my dinner or whatever it is, what you want to do. And then I'm going to start to really read my book. Like, and that's going to be my time. And then the last thing I want to mention is don't, sometimes what we do is we, we tend to go to sleep late because we didn't have enough time for ourselves, right? Meaning you stay up till 11, oh, yes. 12, because, oh, yes. <laughs> because the guilt, the guilt is there, right? Because you, you, you now feel guilty. Okay. I didn't do anything for myself. So I'm just going to do four hours of stuff for myself. And then I'm going to sacrifice sleep. I want us to also normalize that sleep and getting good sleep for us is part of self-love is part of spending time on yourself. Like do not stay up till midnight binging TV shows when you know, you have to be up at six thirty-seven, and your body needs seven hours of sleep. Like you need to really remember that sleep is part of that self-love, self-care, that taking care of yourself. Right. And it may not seem fun, but oh, we know how beneficial it is. Like sleep is like, I see this all the time. I'm a, I do it as well, but I really started to prioritize like, nope, if you need seven hours of sleep, Mona, which is what I need, I need to shut everything off. I'm not going to stay up just because I didn't have enough time for myself on the whole day taking care of Ryan. I'm going to shut it down and we're going to move on with our day and, you know, do what we need to do and get to bed on time because it is very important that we we don't sacrifice sleep in a means of taking time for ourselves, right? Doing the book reading, the TV watching, the things that fill our cup because sleep also fills that cup. <laughs> I know yeah. I I can totally agree to that yes. because there was a time when I I couldn't get any time to myself so I used to stay awake in the I night know. just just scrolling on the phone endlessly I know and then the next morning I used to regret that decision so now oh, you know I've I've stopped doing that I'm like no I have to sleep 
so you know uh, following i don't know a lot of people like jay shetty also for yeah. that matter you know no if, no uh, social media or no television one hour prior to sleep you know that actually does help mm-hmm. because your mind otherwise is preoccupied you know i have it, this person is doing this that person is doing that you are not with yourself if you are on social media all the time 100% so you know, just switching off the phones and tv for an hour before sleep actually helps and you know it's really beneficial you actually get to sleep on time you wake up refreshed and you don't regret that you haven't slept well the cell phone situation is key like i actually i want to be in bed by 11 um because i wake up at like 6:45 like that's enough when i say bed by 11 like you know shower i like to take a shower and then i like to be my head hitting the pillow by 11:15 at the latest so that i'm falling asleep and get my seven whatever hours um but that means i put like an uh on an iphone you can do like a do not disturb or basically like a blackout on your phone right. so turning right. off all access to the apps at 10:30 so 10:30 i don't get any access to my apps i can obviously unlock it but it takes you have to hit a button to do that so i'm like okay this is my cue that i'm no longer allowed on my phone and then you know i do my wind down and it, it you're right and then i also journal before bedtime and i write stuff like you just we we're just chatting about in this whole episode i write things that either i feel angst about i feel stressed about i anything that's like that uneasy feeling i write on paper and i just make sure that i write all of it down and i say something to reframe the situation or i say something that i'm learning from the situation right like when my dog was super sick i was very stressed and it stressed me out because of the accents all over in my little journal i would write shiloh's sick it's really hard for us right now i'm just so grateful that he's doing better i'm so grateful to have him as a dog like he's so sweet and he's so loving um we'll get through this and i'm going to learn to be able to handle you know a sick dog and a toddler and all of this like i'm getting stronger through this and it's a not a bad thing right and that really also helps with this whole guilt aspect i don't want you to ever go to bed feeling like you didn't do enough for your child or yourself okay mm-hmm. i want you to really look at all the things that you did at the when you lay your head on that pillow you want to think of i did great today i did the best i could even if it was a really hard day i survived and i'm here and i'm doing everything i need because that is what's going to really take the energy day to day to day so i think that's going to really help too yes yes D- maintaining a journal really helps that that i agree with because you know you get to know how your day was and the next day if you want to figure out what went wrong you can just go yes. back to it <laughs> and yeah. you know just Thanks to you know the next day now it 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 is yeah. very helpful yes yes oh shada i'm so glad that we could chat today and i hope these tips and just even just talking about it i i'm sure there's always a nice relief you know i have a lot of parents mostly moms coming on the podcast and i find that just the uh understanding that we're not alone and the talking back and forth i again i just love that we can do this so thank you for joining me today thank you thank you so much Just to wrap up this conversation, I want to take this home with three principles that me and Shreda talked about in regards to when we're feeling guilty, spending time on ourselves as mothers. First is that reframe. Make sure you reframe the situation, whether it is who is spending time with your children, what you're providing your child. That reframe is going to really help you in managing that guilt. Have that self-compassion. Self-compassion saying, "I'm doing my best. I'm providing my child with what they need. I'm doing what I can with the resources I have." And also take those mini little breaks, whether you're switching from mom mode to going to work mode. You really want to make sure that you have those 5 minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes 
to yourself to just reset so that you can switch back and forth as you need. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you love this episode or the entire show, make sure you leave a review and I can't wait to talk to another parent next time. Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? If you answered yes to any of these questions, I invite you to check out Edit Your Life, a podcast to help you edit the unnecessary from your life so you have more room to enjoy the awesome. Through episodes with me, Christine Co., and a range of super smart, compassionate, and thoughtful guests, you'll come away with big picture insights and practical ways to declutter your home, schedule, and mental space without getting bogged down by perfection. I have always believed that small moments and actions matter tremendously. My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts.